The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm Susan Esparza. I am here filling in for Bruce, who cannot be with us this time. And with me is Jessica. Hello, everyone. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can download it anytime from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel. You can stream it on SEMSynergy.com or you can pick it up on iTunes. Today, we have two special uh, rerun interviews. One is from October 21st of last year, and that this is uh, Greg Poulin, the general manager at Compete.com. Compete is a company that has millions of opt-in internet users to help reveal trends in user behavior. This data helps internet marketers better reach their audiences. We're also going to hear Virginia and Scott Fowles, who is an SEO analyst here at Bruce Clay. Um, they're going to discuss conversion rate optimization. That is from earlier this year in March. That's right. So. March. Yeah, I listened to the show and it's really relevant a topic now as ever. Um, knowing who your audience is and what their behavior is, is really an important step in conversion. And the idea of conversion rate optimization as part of a holistic internet marketing strategy has really been gaining speed. Absolutely, absolutely. I was actually just talking to one of the other uh, analysts here today about how this is something that we've really seen a lot in the last year, this this growing trend toward analytics, toward traffic, toward conversion, rather than rankings, which, you know, we've been talking for two years about how rankings are just over as the major signal. The, the goal is no longer to be number one. The goal is to get to number one so that you get the traffic from being number one to convert that traffic and actually impact your bottom line. Absolutely. And then it's not just now getting conversions, but it's improving conversions. So you're spending less time getting more traffic, but keeping the traffic that you have in, putting it into something that affects your bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely a hot topic. And, uh, and I think that that's good. I mean, honestly, this is something that we should have been talking about you know, years ago, and it's kind of sad that we're only catching up to it now. Yeah. But I, I think that it's really true that, that because the economy has taken this downturn, we can't afford to just throw money at getting rankings anymore. It is up to SEOs to really bring their A-game and, and provide value. You know, we can't just rely on, well, we got you to the top. We got you to the top. We brought in relevant customers who are going to convert for you. That is an SEO's goal at this point. That's an internet marketer's goal. Yeah. And actually, we've been seeing a lot of our clients have been approaching us about conversions um, and conversion rate optimization a lot lately, more so than I think we have before. Yeah. So, and also, I mean, anytime we talk about it on the blog, it's always a huge crowd pleaser. You can tell that everybody in the industry really wants to talk about this right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, which, like I said, I, I think is, is really good. Um, and, and I really like that there's, 
a lot more tools out there these days where you can just do you know the split testing really simply. Um, Google has been Google has offered a bunch of uh, tools recently that that are all geared toward affecting conversions and mm-hmm. and and building that landing page experience. Yes, so so that you know when you do bring in the traffic. Right. And if you're interested, um, there's a really great website, Ann Holland's website, called Witch Test One. Um, it's a great resource for people who are just starting out with like split testing and things like that. Right. Definitely. Um, it's time for a quick break. But when we come back, we'll hear that Compete.com replay from last October. Lots of good talking points that are still very relevant today. You can listen for Greg's predictions for the e-commerce holiday season in 2009 when he predicted success for Walmart, Amazon, and Target. And I always find it really interesting to see if things p- panned out the way people thought it would. So stay right there. And there's more SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by EngineReady. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. The following is an encore segment of SEM Synergy. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nessie, and I'm joined by Greg Polin, General Manager of Compete.com, an online research web traffic and analytics company. Thank you for coming on the show, Greg. Thanks for having me, Virginia. 
So before the break, we were talking about the latest movements in market share by the search engines, as well as how Yahoo shutting down search submit might affect the engine and the overall search market. And all these traffic and market share trends fall squarely in the domain of what Compete.com does. So can we start with some background info on Compete? Um, What do you do? Sure. So, as you said earlier, Compete is a market research company, online behavioral market research company. It was founded in about 2000 by Bill Gross, who also did the Overture. Um, So we come from a background, heavy data. Uh, We collect data from about 2 million Internet users that have given us permission to analyze what they do on a daily basis. Uh, Compete Pro, the the product, the syndicated product, provides that data at, at a syndicated level to users so they can analyze it and look at what people are doing online at any given time. Very cool. Um, and actually, just earlier this month, Compete Pro launched some new features, right? That's right. So it's actually been a really exciting time for Compete.com and Compete Pro. This is about, I believe it's our fifth quarter in a row that we've released new product and features into the product. So uh, we're very busy on that end. So recently what we did was we uh, released paid and natural keyword breakdowns. Previously we had the keywords listed that were driving to a site, but now we're breaking out between paid and natural. Uh, We also have historical referral data available in some pretty robust filters, but we're working on those. We always tend to say we want people to take action on our data, so now we're actually trying to implement that into the tool so they can take the action that they need to take. That's excellent because, yeah, that's the thing with the with having so much data. It's like filtering it out, finding what you can do with it. But, you know, with some of these new functionalities like the paid versus natural, which has got to be a huge benefit for marketers to have at their fingertips, with all this data that's being parsed out, you've actually been able to draw some interesting connections about the behavior and paid versus natural keywords. Can you tell us about your findings? Sure. So there's, I think you said earlier that previously you had talked about Yahoo Search Summit closing down at the end of the year. Um, so what we find is, like, you know, Google's still a really big player, but there is really good value in both Yahoo and Bing right now in terms of uh, making sure you're optimized for SEO, but also that you're in the same, showing up at the same time for paid search. The double whammy there, uh, you know, I hate to use the term whammy, but the, <laughs> the, the benefit of that is that conversions are higher when you show up earlier and more often within people's behavior. So, for instance, people search really generically at the beginning, but then they get very, very uh, exact near the end. But if you don't show up in the beginning, then they're not going to know who you are and trust you at the end. So showing up at the beginning and the end is really important for that. Um, but besides that, we, you know, recently we did a study with uh, Dove was doing some di- display ad campaigns and we were trying to tie together behavior of display ads with search. And it actually is pretty interesting because what they did was display ads, but what ended up happening was from a control group to the actual people who saw the ads, the behavior was up about 700% for search activity from seeing those ads. So that's on our blog. You guys can check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, but it, it's really good indicator that marketing does work online, and then being able to see that benefit of, of doing that is important, too. That's very interesting. And the blog you can find at blog.compete.com. Um, so, also, um, last year, well, we're coming back to the holiday season, and last year you were writing on the blog about 
um, some of the findings that Compete was was getting as far as um, trends and searches. And you wrote about how Walmart had this smashing success for the holiday season and that uh, the company's Black Friday marketing really helped it pull ahead of the competition. Um, So do you have any thoughts on how the 2009 holiday season might play out based on, you know, the larger trends you've seen this year or the things that you've seen in the past or even early indicators this year? Yeah, so from what, you know, I just started getting back into it because it's ramping up really soon. Um, Early indicators are that, you know, Walmart is going to be a big player in this space this year. They were last year, but they also... um, have aggressively gone after Amazon recently with their book pricing online. And one of the benefits for Walmart in that is that you can pick up those books in the store. You can buy them online, pick them in the store. And they're really promoting that heavily. So I would watch for Walmart to really have some quantum leaps this year. They came out recently, I think it was yesterday, and said that they not only want to be the Walmart of the world, they want to be the Walmart of the web, too, and they're aggressively going after Amazon this year. So early indicators are that they're positioned really well right now uh, in terms of keywords driving their site. They're well positioned with Black Friday sites, even more so than last year. So their traffic is up 23% year over year, and I, I see them as really having a banner year. Target's trying to get into that space, too, so I would see them as trying to nibble at the heels of them, but it's going to be a race between Walmart and Amazon for Black Friday this year. That's fascinating, because last year Amazon was also one of the top players. Are they? Um, do they seem to be maybe um, struggling a little bit this year? No, I would, so <laughs> you know they're huge. They're not going to struggle. They're going to make. They're going to make their money. They are very competitively going at it with with Walmart right now. So you know, I think Walmart dropped their book prices down to nine dollars on the web. Amazon immediately matched that, and I would look them to continue to do the same. Uh, I think the benefit for Walmart is their relationships with Black Friday sites seem to be really strong right now. Um, and they push a lot of traffic through to Walmart. So anybody searching keywords for Black Friday or deals, any coupons or anything related to that will end up at a Black Friday site that has a good relationship with Walmart. So I would look for them to execute really well on that strategy. Um, and the in-store thing is interesting because they do have a lot of stores that people then go to the store and actually purchase more things than they would online. So that's a little bit better benefit for Walmart than Amazon. I love two things about this that we can see like under the like behind the wall of these two huge corporations strategies for the holidays and also does this maybe suggest that uh e-commerce um marketer or business owner might want to be targeting this black friday traffic sure so i yeah you know it's interesting you say that because E-commerce sites typically know that they have to do it. They just don't know when and where. What I'm seeing is that as early as 11-1, we're going to start seeing the ramp-up of this happening. So normally it happens about November 10th, but this year the indicators are that the Sunday after Halloween, so Halloween falls on a Saturday this year, Mm -hmm. the Sunday after Halloween is going to be a big push, not only in print but also online, to get people to start shopping for for, um, the holidays. Cool. Well, I guess we'll see that real soon. Um, yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. Okay, so then here's another interesting thing that comes out of Compete. You have this huge base of opt-in, um, well, I guess they're your 
your data source. Um, Two million people, you said. Um, So behavioral data and targeting has lately been the source of some controversy. I think it's it's people that feel maybe that um, being targeted by ads due to their behavior is infringing in their privacy in some way. But, you know, Compete is in a slightly different boat having all these opt-in users. But um, would you say to a marketer, what would you say to a marketer or advertiser interested in behavioral targeting but unsure of where to start because of this cautious right. so, relationship? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, we, so we don't do behavioral advertising. We do research into behaviors, right? Um, sure. But my, from my own take on it is that it's it's another way for you to be able to target who you think that is the highest converting person for your company, right? So I would say, you know, starting out, you really have to know who is the person who is your highest converting person that you need to find value in, right? So look at your own data and determine who is that person and how do you get to them, right? Some easy steps to do that is looking at your local analytics and seeing, you know, people who actually purchased or converted through a lead form and what their, what their makeup was. Uh, there's some tools and services that you can then find sites that are like that. Instead of going deep diving right into a behavioral targeting platform, you could actually go into like Google Ad Planner and find demographic and you know location related uh, topics or um, filters, and then be able to then find the sites that have those those people going to it. One thing that I will caution people on is that just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Um, <laughs> a recent example of that is I read an article about this pant company that people are raving about, the men's pants. Uh, when it up going to the website, you know, when I got to work, the next thing I know, for the next week, I'm seeing ads everywhere I go for that website. I was just curious about <laughs> I was just curious about what they do. I didn't really want to buy pants or anything, but now all I see is their ads, and it's really annoying me. So I don't mind that they're doing that. It's more, okay, get a little creative. If I go to your website and then you leave, I leave and you're trying to get me back, find a better way than just showing me the same ad 50,000 times. So the caution is that, yeah, I might have gone to your website, and you may be trying to get me back to go to your website. Be creative and make sure that you're doing it in a way that doesn't bother people. That's excellent advice. And you can read more from Compete.com on the site as well as the company blog, blog blog.compete.com, where the Compete team is constantly sharing fascinating data about the web, search terms, search activity, and Compete Pro. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Greg. Thanks, Virginia. Appreciate it. All right. It's time for a quick break. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. 
This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebOffer.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebeoffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Traffic. Leads. Money. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. The following is an encore segment of SEM Synergy. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Scott Fowles, an SEO analyst here at Bruce Clay, Inc. And Scott actually kind of specializes in conversion rate optimization as a, a, a personal passion in a way. And uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, Scott. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. So before the break, I was talking about uh, last week's conference, Search Engine Strategies New York. And at the show, I attended a few sessions that were focused on conversion optimization, uh, one of them was Brian Eisenberg's uh, 21 Secrets of Top Converting Websites, where he gave um, a list of 21 features of that, that can be emulated because they really help visitors that come to a site convert. And then the other one was Tim Ash's Conversion Ninja Toolbox, and he pulled out, I think it was five tools that he uses regularly to help optimize conversions on a site. Um, and I thought I would just pull you in to help dissect or give your impressions of the advice that were shared at these sessions. Great, yeah. I know uh, Brian is definitely a, uh, or Brian and Tim are both, you know, kind of masters of their trade, so I'm sure they had a lot of great input. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, I guess we can start with the toolbox, um, that, or the ninja toolbox. I mean, sure. These are pretty slick, as Ninja would suggest. Yeah, yeah. I liked uh, I liked how Tim touched on things like Crazy Egg and um, you know, like Click Confetti and being able to being able to monitor um, historic trending of what visitors are already doing on a website. 
I think this is a great software package for for that. And then I know Tim has his own tool, uh, the Attention Wizard tool, which actually helps predict uh, future trends of what people might do on a particular. So you can kind of uh, you can kind of mesh them both together and get really a great trending report based on the combination of those. I think. You know, a lot of the time, it's the little nuances that uh, that you actually change that have the biggest impact. So you might, while, you know, as a designer or someone in the industry, we might be inclined to look at something like the hero shot or, uh, you know, the, the big catchy headline at the top first because we're kind of um, predetermined to look at those things as a professional. But when you're talking about an end user and someone who's not a professional designer, um, you start to kind of you start to kind of realize that the really little things have much a much higher impact. For instance, I remember one time um, a good case study on that is maybe uh, Overstock.com, where they went in and just added a little red bo- uh, box around their search bar, and that Im- improved conversion rates by like you know several hundred percent. So uh, it's the little things sometimes that make all the difference. And um, that's an interesting example. But something else that kind of stood out to me was good design isn't necessarily good for, like, conversion rate optimization. Yeah, a lot of the time simplicity is where it's at. And I think that's a point that Tim Ash always drives home really well, is that, uh, you know, by taking any given landing page and removing half the content, you can improve conversion rates that way a lot of the time. Um, I hope everyone checks that out on the blog because there's, um, like I said, other tools there. Um, and he, he's got a podcast here on Webmaster Radio, actually. Oh, yeah? yeah. I haven't had a chance to hear his cast. Yeah, his so you should check that out, too. When, um, is it, when is it on? Oh, geez. I'll have to look it up. You'll have to find oh, it in okay. the, on the uh, SEM Synergy site. I'll put it there. That's a good idea. Cool. Um, the other session was with Brian Eisenberg. And Brian's been on our show here before and talked about conversion rate optimization and what I really liked about this one is it kind of like distilled all these secrets together and he's given this presentation before and it is available he says at uh, at his um, market motive site which you can get at tr.im slash mmsc3 although I've had some difficulty trying to locate it when I get there mm. but um so let's see, there's 21 here, and every one is really, really important. Um, but kind of tying back to the other one, making a good, strong first impression, a good story can help. Um, um, so how do you tell a story with your website? Is there well, a place for that? Yeah, I mean, the important thing to take away, I think, um, is that on the web, because it's such an, a competitive environment, it's important that people understand who you are and that you're an actual real person. And if you want someone to actually spend money with you, um, then that's really what it takes. Is they have to, you have to communicate them uh, with them on their level. So you can't try to bring them into your level. Instead, you got to try and get on the visitors' uh, level. And depending on demographics, or you know, maybe one site might have multiple demographics. That's how you should try and tailor your story. So presenting a story. Um, that really communicates with your demographic, I think, is really the takeaway from that. And I think that kind of also falls into um, appealing to personas and, like, recognizing the different personas in your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
You know, and, and one thing that Brian Eisenberg does with Future Now is the uh, the uh, persuasion architecture, which plays a lot into personas, and um, where it's a little bit less testing based and more research oriented, uh, where it's about understanding who your demographic is, and and uh, I think the way that Brian splits it up is based by personas. He applies a, a persona to each different demographic type, and then from there. Uh, they kind of develop strategic uh, outlines as to how they're going to target each of those personas. So I think that's a really good strategy. Um, I know one thing he mentioned was that uh, the persuasion architecture could, you know, sometimes be done uh, against uh, multivariate testing and that kind of stuff. I personally feel like there's a place for both of them. Um, I think the more that you can understand about your demographics and, and the personas uh, of the visitors of the site, the better. But at the same time, there are certain things that just can't, um, you can't really replace testing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that was something that some commenters on this post had was, are you telling us to stop multivariate testing? But I think he was also saying that A-B testing might be um, something that's more manageable for most, most organizations. Yeah, and that's a really good point, too, because a lot of websites don't have enough conversion actions in a particular day or enough visitors to support, you know, a large-scale multivariate test. So it could take several months before you can get any actionable data from those uh, versus an A-B split test. There's, you know, much fewer recipes involved, and it's, it's a much quicker process. The downside is that you're not going to get quite as much detailed um, information from an A-B test as you would from a multivariate. Okay. So they all have their uses. Um, mm -hmm. Something else that was interesting was um, number 15, provide, a, provide point of action assurances. Make people comfortable so they're more likely to stick around. And, and I think the story that he told with this one was that if you have a conversion funnel and this person, this visitor is going from page to page in the funnel, at each point, make sure that they know they're still on the right track to get to where they're intending to go and and back that up with assurances like, okay, a few more steps left or um, now we're going to ask you to do this or something like so that they know what's even going on here, where did I go, and they don't just hit that back button. Yeah, that's actually, um, I mean, I think that plays in its biggest role. It, it really comes comes forward in a shopping cart system. Um for instance, I think barnesandnoble.com does a really good job uh, with their shopping cart where you can actually see the item and the cost of the item in your shopping cart through the whole process, and they have these dynamic forms that drop down so you aren't overwhelmed by being asked to provide all this information all at once. Instead, as you provide a little information, it drops the next step down. And, uh, but you're able to see everything that you've done before that throughout the whole process. Okay. Um did you have any other exciting um, takeaways from your reading of these um, sessions, either? Yeah, I liked I liked how Brian Eisenberg got into talking a little bit about how free shipping is the most um, convertible element to offer. And I think that that's really a very logical um, explanation of how people interact on the Internet. Uh, for instance, eBay kind of brought in this whole idea about the Internet that even though you're getting products uh, at a discount, they're racking up these uh, shipping charges, and it ends up costing you more in the long run. And that's something that a lot of e-commerce sites are struggling against, 
you know, that whole mentality about the Internet. And, you know, the, the easiest way, obviously, to, to combat that is just to make sure people understand that shipping is free. So I think that really helps the Internet to compete with brick and mortar a little bit better. Very cool. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on the show again, but in the meantime, you can contact Scott on Twitter, where he is at Scott underscore, underscore Fowles, F-O-W-L-E-S. We are out of time. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing. You can always check out SEMSynergy.com for more on this week's guests and topics, and you can always follow us on Twitter at SEMSynergy. If you have internet marketing questions or if there's anything you want to hear about, you can always email us at SEMSynergy at BruceClay.com. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. Thank you for joining us on SEM Synergy. Yeah.